Hi everyone, welcome back to Agape's podcast on the Gospel of John. Now today we'll be reading and reflecting on John chapter 16, verses 5 to 33. So if you have your Bible with you, please turn to chapter 16, verses 5 to 33. And in this chapter, Jesus continued to speak with his disciples, continued to teach them. And this was after Jesus' teaching about living a fruitful life by abiding in the vine. And uh, you get to learn about this if you attended the service uh, just on Sunday. And Jesus also taught and repeated the promise of the Holy Spirit who will only come after Jesus went away. So this is where we are right now. Let us read the passage, chapter 16, verse 5. And Jesus said, But now I am going to him who is God the Father, who sent me, and none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I've said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper, who is also the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin, and righteousness and judgment concerning sin because they do not believe in me concerning righteousness because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer concerning judgment because the ruler of this world is judged verse 12 I still have many things to say to you but you cannot bear them now when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare to, to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. And again here we see that this speaks of the connectedness, right? Of uh, the connectors of the oneness of the Holy Trinity. Whatever that has been spoken by the Father is declared by the Son. And whatever that has been declared by the Son will be declared by the Holy Spirit. So in the Christian life, however you know, we say we hear from the Spirit of God, make sure that whatever that we are hearing is consistent with the Word of God. That has been revealed to us by the Father, through the Son, because all these cannot contradict one another. Let's continue to read verse 16. A little while and you will see me no longer, and again a little while you will see me. So some of the disciples, they said to one another, What is this that he says to us? A little while and you will not see me, and again a little while and you will see me. And because I am going to the Father, so they were saying, what does he mean by a little while? We do not know what he is talking about. Verse 19, Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him. So he said to them, is this what you are asking yourselves? What I mean by saying a little while and you will not see me. And again, a little while and you will see me. Truly, truly, I say to you, you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. When a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. 
But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. So also you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. In that day you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. And here, of course, Jesus was speaking of his death, his resurrection, and coming back again. And the disciples, and therefore every believer's joy, will be full when that happens. And indeed, we will ask nothing of Jesus on that day, because everything will be fulfilled, and we will all be joyful, even after a time of sorrow. And verse 25, Jesus continued to say, I have said these things to you in figures of speech. The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. And in that day you will ask in my name. And I do not say to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf. For the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father, and have come into the world and now I'm leaving the world and going to the Father his disciples said ah now you are speaking plainly and not using figurative speech now we know that you know all things and do not need anyone to question you and this is why we believe that you came from God Jesus then answered them do you now believe behold the hour is coming Indeed, it has come when you will be scattered, each to his own home and will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but thick heart, I have overcome the world. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. And as we reflect on your word, Lord, may you give us the wisdom to understand, the humility to receive, and the grace to fulfill what you have in your will for us. And this we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let us now go into a time of reflection on the passage we just read. And it's a very long passage. We are not going to reflect on every single thing. But if you like, uh, if you like, uh, you can pause this podcast right now and just take some time to go through the passage once more on your own. Okay, the part that which I like to focus on is actually verses thirteen to fifteen, where Jesus repeated to the disciples of the coming of the Holy Spirit, and he repeated this since the other time he gave a similar teaching was in John chapter fourteen, verses twenty-five to twenty-six. Now, John chapter sixteen verse thirteen says that when the Spirit of Truth comes, He will guide you into all the truth. For the Holy Spirit will not speak on His own authority, but wherever He hears, He will speak, and He will declare to you the things that are to come. And Jesus then said that He will glorify Me. The Holy Spirit will actually glorify Jesus, for He will take what is Mine, that means what is Jesus, the teachings that he uh, gave to the disciples, he gave to the crowds, 
um, the way he walked uh, with God the Father, the way he obeyed, and all these things, he will take what is Jesus and declare it to you. That means he declared to the disciples, and therefore the Holy Spirit, even up to today, is also still declaring all these things to us. And then Jesus said that all that the Father has is mine, and therefore I say that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So here we see that Jesus referred to the Holy Spirit as what? The, yes, the Spirit of Truth, right? The Spirit of Truth. The Spirit of Truth means that the essence, the very essence of the Holy Spirit is the same with God the Father, is the same with Jesus the Son. And it has to do with the truth. The truth that had been revealed, right? Through the Word of God found in the Old Testaments as well as the New Testaments. Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will guide and shall guide the disciples and therefore all believers in the truth. And this means that all of us, we have the Holy Spirit to guide us in knowing and obeying the Word of God as found in the Bible. And this is really great news for us because Jesus had not left us to be on our own when he went back to the Father. He had left us with the very third person of the triune God to guide us in our Christian journey. He has left us not with um, uh, a power or a force or whatsoever, but he has left us with the very person of God to guide us in our Christian journey. And with that, we can rejoice, we can take heart that we have God himself you know, to be our guide. Therefore, if we choose to rely on the Holy Spirit, we can be truly joyful in our walk with God. Now the question is, how do we know, right? How do we know that the Spirit of Truth, the Holy Spirit, is guiding us? How do we know if it's not our own voice, it's not our own inclinations, right? Trying to affirm what we already believe. Or worse, what if it's the voice of the evil one? Now this is the part where the second part of the verse of verse 13 comes in. Because Jesus said very clearly that in order to know if it's the Spirit guiding us, if it's the Holy Spirit guiding us, we need to understand a few things. Firstly, we need to understand the Holy Spirit does not guide according to His own authority. Rather, the Holy Spirit guidance is based on the authority of the triune God. Right? As the Holy Spirit is part of the triune God, this means that however, whatever the Holy Spirit guides us in our life, it must be consistent with the character and the teachings of God the Father and the Son. This means that whenever we think the Holy Spirit is guiding us in the truth, we need to check with the Word of God because we can understand the character and teachings of God through the Old and the New Testaments. Right, These things need to concur with one another. And even if we think that the Holy Spirit is revealing what is going to happen in the future to us, it cannot be a future that is inconsistent with what the Bible is saying. For example, it cannot contradict what we read in the book of Revelations. Like if someone comes to us and says that you know, he or she knows the time and the day of the Lord's second coming, Okay, uh, we cannot believe this person because why? Because according to Jesus, in Matthew chapter thirteen, and also if we have read the book of Revelations, it would be telling us that no one knows 
right? No one knows the exact time and the day of the Lord's second coming, except for God the Father. In other words, while we rejoice in God's sending of the Holy Spirit to guide us, we must be wise and discerning. Jesus and the Apostle Paul also mentioned that there are deceiving spirits in this world. We need to learn how to discern between the two. And quite often, it is our own hearts as well that you know, try to deceive even ourselves. You know, sometimes we are already sold to a certain idea that comes from our own heart. And sometimes you know, we try to convince ourselves that this is from the spirit of truth. But sadly, it is not. And if we always try to do this, we get nothing but grieve the Holy Spirit. It cannot produce any fruit that comes from the kingdom of God. And sometimes this fruit may seem so similar to what we are reading from the word of God, to what we know of the character of God. It can seem to be quite similar, but it's actually deception. It's actually not. And if we are a minister or a leader of the church, if we continue to grieve the Holy Spirit by just following our own inclinations, by just following our own hearts, instead of being humble and really trying to understand what the Spirit of Truth is telling us, we will lead the people astray into thinking that we are anointed, but we are just acting our own instincts. And I, can, I cannot think of a more dangerous way to do ministry. As Jesus said in the previous chapter, right, in chapter 15, we can learn also, right, this is the second way, we can learn how to listen to the Spirit of Truth if we abide in Jesus Christ. Now, growing in intimacy with God is the only way to grow in our sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. Abiding in Jesus means to abide in the Word of God, right? We have gone through this in a sermon, which means more than just understanding what the Bible says, but also obedience to the Word. Abiding in Jesus also means to abide in prayer, which means how we communicate with God in a very consistent and even unceasing manner. Not just for our own needs, but more so for the needs of others, more for the needs of the world, and also in our desire to adore the Lord and also to know Him more. Abiding in Jesus also means to abide in the love of God, which means to trust in His character, even if we find ourselves caught in a rather bad place. So do we want to hear more of the Holy Spirit and be guided by the truth? Then as a summary, there are two ways to do this, right? We need to understand the Holy Spirit um, declare the truth, not based on his own authority, but in connectedness, in oneness with Jesus the Christ and God the Father. And we also can hear more of the Holy Spirit if we stay close to the Lord in intimacy by abiding in him, right? Because the Holy Spirit is the very person of God and he is as much a gift to us as Jesus and God the Father are. Now let me try to relate what has been discussed to our own lives. You know, as I reflected on this part of the passage, I'm reminded that the spirit of truth is given to help believers to grow in Jesus. And therefore my posture should be one of humility and surrender when I know of this truth. 
and especially if I discern uh, in my journey with God that this is indeed the spirit of truth speaking to me. This is because the truth can reveal what is really going on in my heart. The truth that can also set me free to enjoy God more. And there was a time where you know I was struggling with a strong sense of discouragement. The discouragement came after I discovered that some of the leaders whom I've been spending quite a lot of time with were actually not taking our you know, bi-monthly discipleship meeting seriously. Uh, I remember that I was uh, quite frustrated and I was wondering what had gone wrong you know, in the way I ministered to them. And whether all these things uh, uh, is, are going into fertility. Yet as I took time with the Lord, you know, the Holy Spirit revealed to me that I was getting very discouraged, uh, partly because of the love I had for them. Uh, I had very much wanted them to grow and when things don't happen, I get disappointed, I get frustrated. And the Spirit also revealed that through such an episode, I was taking too much of that responsibility upon myself. I was led to the truth that the discipleship meetings uh, were actually to be co-owned by the persons who were supposed to be discipled apart from the leaders. And therefore, it was a reminder that while I can put in much effort, the responsibility really lies also on each of the participants if they want to prioritize on the right things. And I should communicate all these things with them. And it is something that, that they have to learn also in their own journey with God. And someday, some of them will understand what is truly at stake over here. And I was also reminded that these meetings were first owned by God. And therefore, instead of you know, just wallowing in my own discouragements, I should go to the, the owner, the true owner, the true master for wisdom and help. If the Lord allowed it to happen this way, why am I beating myself up for it? I mean, yes, there could be areas for improvement, but I need to take care not to rely on my own strength, but to rely on the grace and the spirit of the living God for this is after all His ministry and not mine. And in some ways, I, I confess that I have I've been too prideful and I had not go to the Lord more often than desired in all of these discipleship meetings. So as the Spirit of Truth revealed Himself to me, I know that this is the very heart of God speaking. For He spoke of His authority, He spoke of His grace, He spoke of His love for all who are involved. And through the episode, I was confronted, I was also comforted. And I found time to speak and pray with those involved. And through a time of speaking our hearts together, you know, we came forth with greater clarity, uh, greater understanding, forgiveness and faith. And you know, God uh, amazingly turned the otherwise discouraging moment into a discipleship moment, into a spiritual milestone where all of us, we can learn more about God together and we praise His name for that. So my friends, may I leave you with this encouragement, with this uh, encouraging testimony that as you learn to abide in Christ and listen to the voice of the Spirit, may He who is able to guide you in grace and in all truth, that your joy may be complete in Him. Amen. Let us now rest, let us now pray and commit this to the Lord. Lord our God, you love us so much that you did not only send your only begotten Son but you send the Holy Spirit to guide us until Jesus comes back again. 
Allow us therefore to be ministered by such grace and love that comes only from you. And with gratefulness, Lord, help us to want to know Christ even more and indeed to make him known. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And with this, we conclude today's podcast and I will see you again. And uh, may you continue to keep yourself well and stay well in the Lord, uh, not just uh, physically, emotionally, but spiritually. Take care. Bye-bye.